Hi, I'm Bill Gaither, and welcome to More Than the Music, a podcast where you can join me for conversations with some of the most interesting people I know. Each episode features a special guest who has inspired me in some way during my 50 years in the music industry. You'll meet incredible artists, writers, and comedians, sports figures, and other folks I'm grateful to call my friends. Join me now for this week's episode of More Than the Music. It's going to be good. It's good to lay eyes on you. Hey, Amy, it's good to see you, my friend. (laughs) What fun. We've been really isolated here, so this is like... Hi. (laughs) You know what? Uh, I'll be honest with you. There's a side of me that loves that. And if you're going to be isolated, I I, I told Gloria the other day, I said, you know, if we got to do this, the old sociologists in college were right when they said, marry your best friend. (laughs) Because... Oh, yeah. Because at this stage, she and I are having a ball. We, We, you know, we... We read books. We like to watch movies. We like to talk. We like to have arguments. We we like to go outside together. You know, so if it, 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 if you're going to be hunkered down, you might as well be hunkered down with somebody you enjoy being with, right? <laughs> yep. Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, Vince and I have had the kind of the unexpected experience mm. of having our youngest, Karina. Come back, you know. So college, her freshman year of college was cut short and yeah. went online. Yeah, and you know she was the last. I just stretched out motherhood as long as I possibly could. I made early morning breakfast for thirty two years. Yeah, just because I spread my kids out, and I, I mean, I cried so hard when she left for college, yeah. and then we adjusted. And I told Vince, well, now I'm just used to her company again. I have to cry all over again <laughs> when she leaves. But it's really been. Um, you know, if you're not on the the front lines of this um, yeah. pandemic, yeah. you know, it 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 is the heat of battle on the front lines. But those of us that are helping by sheltering at home, it's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been so aware of the weather. I've never been. I've never anticipated the the garden ever like I have this year. Um, we have an old garden in our side yard. The footings are back; they were set in place in the 1920s, and um, we've added to it over the years. So I don't do a lot of like annual planting. It's just all things that come up that are in the ground. And I, yeah, I mean, I think there's there have been summer springs and summers that have come and gone, and I never even had the time to notice one bloom. And now, you know, every day, I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's blooming now? And, yeah, it's just really, um, there have been parts of this that have been so beautiful. The quiet quiet part, uh, uh, it really has. And and every now and then, Gloria and I uh, will say, let's get in the car. And Of course, we live in a small town. So Mm -hmm. ours is easy. I heard a phrase, Amy, that that you'll like, I think. Uh, somebody said, uh, uh, we're all in the same boat. And, and, the fr- and, and the person said, no, we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm. Yes. But we are all so in different boats as far as getting out of it. And I know, yes. and I'm very careful because our boat here is pretty nice. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we bought 20 acres back when we were teaching school. We have our house here, and across the creek from our house uh, is a place that used to be uh, my father and mother-in-law lived there, and they, they passed away. We kept it as a guest house, and then we've got another little place called an A-frame, which is on the other side of the property that we built originally for the Gaither Music Company office. And and when we outgrew that, we just kept that as a as a lodging place also. And right before New York got shut down, our Amy was in New York and uh, and 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 knew this was going to happen. So she came with her family, and they've been over in our <laughs> creek house for two months. Oh my gosh! And See, their son, cute. who's uh, who just got out of uh, college, is staying uh, staying in the other place. And I said, when I heard that expression, "We're all in the same storm, but we're but we're not in the same boat." I agree with that. Our yeah. boat is a pretty nice boat because the boat has brought together <laughs> once again our our little Amy that we value very very much. Right. But to have her there with her two two out of her three kids has really been pretty nice. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that part's That's been nice. Beautiful, I know. And to get to see your grandson, your grandkids up yeah. close, yeah. The what you know, I'm constantly going. So what do we do from the from a distance like this? And, um, you know, I mean, obviously praying for people. And a lot of us have our clocks, our phone timers set for the same time every day. And then I'm trying to, um, we've all gained weight here at our house. (laughs) (laughs) The pantry distancing has been very tough. (laughs) Isn't that fun, though? (laughs) I know, I know. But it's funny because every time I go, oh, my gosh, I I need to go ride my bike. I need to. But I try to use things as a a trigger, a reminder to Mm. go, if you're thinking about food or worrying that you've eaten too much, then get online with the food bank closest to you. And so, you know, it's like you use one thing that feels like something that you make you roll your eyes at yourself and go, well, let that be a reminder to reach out and help the people that are food insecure. You know, like it's, if you're aware of it, it just feels like this constant, oh yeah, your jeans are tight. Hey, get online and, and make a donation. Like just be aware of, how your experience is maybe the other end of the seesaw from somebody else's because we we are all connected in this absolutely and so and I you know I think that's why it's like yeah um, so I just try to use those you know when I'm going come on girl I just use it as a reminder um, to to engage with somebody that's in a different part of the storm. Somebody asked me. The other day, because, you know, as a kid, one of the first play toys I had was a microphone. I, I, I took a wood wood stick and put a little object on it, and it's a microphone. So I've always loved the microphone. I'm a ham, yeah. and I love to do what I do. So somebody asked the other day, said, do you miss, uh, do you miss doing what you do? And I said... You know, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily miss the performing part because I finally grew up uh, somewhere, maybe not all the way, but I grew up a little bit. And uh, 
But I do miss the feedback from the people who are out there. It's, it, you know, it's one thing for us to get in front of a microphone with a camera and do what we... It, it's not the same when you sing a line. I'm trying to think of something. With, I am loved. I am loved. I can risk loving you for the one who knows me best, loves me most, and then teach it to them and have them sing it back. Mm-hmm. I miss that part because you can't do that just with a microphone and a camera here. You need live bodies who breathe. And that part, if you want me to be honest with you, I at, at, at two or three months, I'm, I'm beginning to miss some. And I guess that's what the Bible's talking about when it says, forget not uh, the business of assembling together, forsake not uh, assembling together. Because the assembly at that point, I, I think I miss. Mm-hmm. How, uh, how do you feel about that? It's so funny. I was thinking about that that particular verse not too long ago. Um yeah, just because gathering together and doing having shared experiences where it's whether it's singing a song, sharing a meal, um, but those gatherings that are encouraging are yeah. they're life giving and life sustaining. And we have a um we've got a backyard, you know, I mean, Vincent and I've been here for twenty twenty years and um um the few times family has come over, you know, with social distancing yeah. and all that, it's just been so. We just feel like we look at each other like, oh, I just want, <laughs> I miss you. Yeah. Everything feels precious, yeah. and I, I do love that. Yeah. Last time I saw you was at the, uh, uh, at the Devil Wars. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I saw you. I, I, I came out there. I always wonder what in the world am I doing out there anyway. So I come out and I see you and Vince down there on the front row, and I say, "Ah, I got two friends out there." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was great. Oh my goodness! I thought that whole show was beautiful. It was a great. You know, it's it's a different. It's it's an ever morphing. Crowd, an yeah. ever morphing yeah. family, but it always feels like this yeah. crazy family reunion. It just does. You know what? Those uh, those young kids could not be any more kind to me backstage. I mean, there's some young artists that that yeah. I probably should know their names, and they're so kind that they come up and they say, "Can I get my picture taken with you?" And after they leave, somebody said, "Do you know who that is, Bill?" And I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> You go, the answer is always going to be no. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that reminds me. Vince is such a great mimic, you know, but yeah. he tells about um, um, Ralph Stanley. Or oh, no, 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 no. Um, who's the father of yeah. bluegrass music? Bill Monroe. Uh, Bill Monroe, yeah. Bill Monroe was being honored at some event, either in New York or Washington, I think alongside the, Ken- the, the Kennedy Center. Along with Frank Sinatra. And Frank came up and told him, said all these glowing things, and, and Bill said, uh, 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 now, now tell me, son, what, do you, what is it you do? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
gosh. <laughs> and I heard that I heard that Sinatra was very kind, and he said, "Well, well, I try to sing, uh, uh, Mr. Monroe," and. Uh, and Bill supposedly said, his daddy can't defend himself, but he supposedly said, you sing, huh? I bet you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that there was a time in the hills and hollers yeah. when people lived unobserved. And that, you know, to me, that's really those, I don't know, where people could stew in their own juices unaffected by other people. And other, just unaffected by culture, it probably yeah. develops some of the most unique and some of the most despicable <laughs> yeah. Um, behavior. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I'm sure you did. Did you watch the Ken Burns uh, uh, special on country music? I did. We you know Vince was a big part of that, and he so was a, he was a wonderful part. He, he is. Mm-hmm. He is so believable on camera. When it, I mean. He he and Marty Stewart, I I I thought both were really stars as far as mm. just being honest and telling it like a uh, like it was. Gloria and I watched all sixteen hours. Really, and, uh, and and we were really into it. For instance, I don't know where I was when Merle Haggard was on the scene, but he but I he was totally off my radar. And when uh, Dwight Yoakam was quoting lyrics that he had written, <clears throat> I was told, you know how much I love songs. I do, yes. I yeah. was totally unaware of this uh, song that he had written from a single dad's perspective. Uh, we, we understand songs mm-hmm. from a single mom. But I forget what her name was, Alice or somebody said, Alice. Alice, please believe me. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. How does that song go? Holding things together. Holding things together. Since you've been gone. It's not an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to do. This this job of raising children was a job, something like, was a job that was made for two. Gloria and I were yeah. sitting there, tears running down our cheeks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and said, yeah. "This is not fair. <laughs> this is not fair." Yeah. Uh, but, but those guys, they they were so honest with uh, with their lyrics. I I've often said I think country writers peg the gospel better than than a, than a lot of Christian writers do because I think I think Christian writers think that. They have got to get in King James verbiage and make sure that mm. there's a scripture for every text. But to me, when I heard they baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday, and uh, and Franklin County's got a whole lot more man, I went, now that is the gospel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I remember? I remember a conversation with you one time, and you talked about one of the most compelling um, moments uh, that was spiritual, and I can't remember how you described it, but it was a scene from All in the Family with Archie Bunker. Do you remember telling this to me? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what the scene was, but you were just talking about how truth comes at you from unexpected places. What was what was that story? What was that? Do you remember it? Archie and Edith were meeting with two old married friends 
who had done well. Of course, Archie just had a regular blue blue collar uh, job, you know. Right. And and they were meeting separately. Artie, uh, Archie was meeting with with the husband down at the bar, and they were talking about old times. And and more than that, they were talking about how successful he was. They were getting ready to 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 take a vacation to Europe. And they were doing a bunch of exciting things. And Archie was very kind. I think inside he was wishing that he could lead that kind of a life. And the more they got talking, the guy finally said, uh, because Archie's uh, perception of their life was, hey, this is a great marriage. They're having a lot of fun. And finally the guy said, "Uh, we're splitting. You know that. And he said, you're splitting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and more than that, I think he kind of hit on the waitress, and you know, and and mm-hmm. and and he, and this was all shocking to Archie, you know. Right. So when they got back together, the four of them never came up. They just talked about other things, and then right. that couple left, and it was just Archie and Edith. Said, so, "Boy, they they have done it big time, having it, not knowing that Edith and the wife was were." And we're having the same discussion about their relationship. Mm. And so, did they say anything else? No, they didn't say anything. And pretty soon, Archie put his hand over on Edith's hand and looked at her and just smiled, and the cameras came in close. And here again, Gloria and I were sitting there, tears rolling down <laughs> and saying, Yes, Archie, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I can remember you uh, back in the '80s for a, for about five or six, seven years. We had an annual retreat up in Lake Barkley, and uh, and you were one of the major artists who every every year made that a priority. We all prioritize. Yeah, that was beautiful. I loved yeah. those gatherings. And uh, the coming together of folks like that doing the same kind of thing. I can remember one night we were out under a pavilion. And when we started, and we ate everything. And we when we started, it was still light. And as the night went on, uh, the sun, and the sun went down, it kept getting darker, and there were no lights out there. And we were singing under that pavilion. And even with young kids, sooner or later, you go back to great old hymns. People say, yeah. why do you sing old hymns? You don't sing them because they're old. You sing them because they survived, and they still <laughs> speak. And I can remember singing, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. I remember Milo Lefevre was there with some of his young kids who had just found Christ off the streets. <laughs> still, had, still had some street language, you know, yeah. but who was saying, where did that song come from? <laughs> and at that time, we also met another dear friend, that I've stayed in close, uh, stayed in close touch with. I know you have to Dudley Hall. Every time I think, yes. of, every time I think of Lake Barkley, I think of Dudley, and uh, yep. such a wise man. I know. 
He's a beautiful soul. He told me that you called him on a Saturday morning um, while he was having coffee, and you said, I am just imagining that with the passing of your dear wife, Betsy, probably coffee on Saturday morning is a tough thing to get through. He told me that you had done called him and said that. And I was your good friend, Bill. I think you, I think you were right too. Friendships are important. I, I and I may, maybe as, except when I was young, friendships were, were, and my friends were all over the place. My friends were young when I was young, but also I can remember some of my best friends were old, for, were old friends too. I hate segregation of age, uh, from an age perspective in church. I think we all, we, I think we all, all be together, young and old, black and white, tall and short, yes. tall and short. I, uh, and especially when we worship, I think, I mean, and in uh, his, yeah, yeah, his friend. Speaking of losses, you were aware that we lost Gary McSpadden in the last uh, a couple months. Yes. Uh, Gary was a dear friend, so I'm I, I'm losing a little too many friends during the uh, during this. Jonathan Pierce sang with us, and he passed away. So really, yeah, I yeah. didn't I I didn't know about Jonathan and uh, Vince, his best friend from childhood. They they are friends since summer after sixth grade, and then once Vince was could tour actually with a. A road crew. His friend Benny yeah. um, came alongside him and was the guitar tech. And Vince said, "I've never been handed a guitar on stage in the last thirty years that wasn't tuned up by my oldest friend." And he passed away two weeks ago. You know what? I saw Vince. Gloria and I went down to see him at Indianapolis mm-hmm. a year ago at, at Marat. A bad winter storm. The thing was jammed out. Uh, and and that must have been that kid was handling was handing him guitars in. Mm-hmm. How, like two feet two two feet short, shorter than Vince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they. In fact, he would say we were friends from the time that Benny was taller than I. <laughs> so. <laughs> More than the music is sponsored by the folks at the Game Show Network. You know, these days it seems like every time you turn on the television. There's something that makes you want to shout back at the screen. Well, at the Game Show Network, that's the whole point, but in a good way. They're dedicated to creating family-friendly play-along and laugh-along games that will have the whole family getting in on the competition. Whether you're watching their classic games in the morning or their block of all the original shows from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday, It's a great way to bring everyone together in one place and on one screen. If you're looking for entertainment that the whole family can enjoy together, the answer is the Game Show Network. You know what was amazing? Uh, uh, We went out in the lobby before and after, and these were uh, the people in the lobby were the same people who came, or many of them were the same people who came to our concerts, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like one big old family. And Vince oh, yeah. was great. I know uh, 
he was a, it was a good night. It was, uh, it was a good night. Uh, I had several, speaking of friends and young friends and old friends, yeah. uh, you were good friends with Minnie Pearl, right? Well, I think she probably had a wide circle of friends. Yeah. But I did. I met her when I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. And and she knew my dad. Yeah. Um. And and. Anyway, yeah. And so, I did consider her a friend. And yeah. um, there are people that knew her much better than I did. Uh-huh. Uh, Chaz Corzine. I mean, I think they had lunch together every other week. Are you serious? But, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's he's got all the stories. Yeah. Um, but she would drop me a note in the mail just, I don't know, once every few months. Yeah. I wish I'd saved them. Ugh. But it would just be, I saw you on such and such, you know, just always one or two or three lines, but just good job. Um, keep smiling, always love them, you know, always love your audience, they'll love you back. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah. in that peach-colored stationery, I was like, okay, <laughs> here's another note from Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. she, uh, she was a big part in the Ken Burns uh, special on country mm-hmm. music. They, uh, yes. they had a lot of clips from her. Of course, they didn't have any current, uh, right. uh, you know, uh, speaking parts. But they kept referring to uh, to her and her. She was proud of who she was, and and uh, she was country before country was cool. And uh, yep. so, so Gloria and I found a, a whole lot of fun in watching that. I'm sitting. I'm sitting at a studio that I first. Uh, I heard a tune. Before I talk about that tune, I can remember John Thompson coming to me. It was raining in Nashville, and I was in an, I was in a, a, a little practice room somewhere, and he came in. He was drenching with rain and said, I am working on a tune. See, see if you're interested in this and doing some, something with it. Everybody thinks... People like us know a big song, a good song, and that we are we are we are the ultimate source for stuff like that. I can't tell you how many good ones that I didn't see coming along. But he said, I'm working on this tune, it goes there. And when that when he did that to me. I, I I said, yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds nice. I you know I don't know where I don't know where it's going. It was just a brief little thing, but there was no <laughs> inter- there was no interest. Okay, about yeah, two or three months later, he got together evidently with Michael Michael Card, which was a god thing because Michael's theological background and his knowledge of the language and everything. It was the right place to go. And every after that, every time John would see me, he'd say, Bill, you want to listen to a new song idea? 
That's great. <laughs> okay, so I got a text. So I recorded that song, El Shaddai, mm. in the fall uh, of 1981. Yeah. So it, it came out, that was almost 40 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing. Um, yep. And so I get um, a text from my nephew, who is in his 40s now, and they were driving in a tiny town, Carthage, Tennessee, and I guess came across a radio station that played Christian music. And he has a daughter named Elle, who's in grade school, and... This and El Shaddai came across this recording. You know, I was 21 when I recorded that. I'm 59 now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and her brow just gets more and more furrowed. And finally, she said, Why is Aunt Amy saying El Shaddai? <laughs> 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 her name is El. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's amazing. Everybody thinks. There's some kind of magic formula. I look at most of my life and all the good things that happen, I just have to say it was a God thing, and I'm grateful for it. I don't know why it happened. You know, I must have been listening on that day. But what started it was I'm in this studio. When I think of this, there was a producer who had written a little song called You're Just a Fat, Fat, Fat Little Baby. And, and I listened to it, and Gary McSpadden and I had a little publishing company in Nashville, and I called Gary, and I said, Gary, I think, uh, I just heard a pretty good, good, good little song. Do you want to you wanna hear it? I said, he said, yes. So, so I, I forget how I sent it to him. Today I'd MP3 it, but I, got, I yeah. got it to him. And two days later, he said, you know, Brown Bannister is looking for a lighter kind of a tune for a project for for your uh, for your album El Shaddai one yep. it was it, it was wasn't on that so yeah. so I wasn't listening to God on the day that John Thompson came up <laughs> <laughs> but but with the fat 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 little baby I guess I was listening on that day right <laughs> I guess so yeah <laughs> so my uh, my first mother-in-law <laughs> um, used to Mary Chapman had this prayer that she prayed every day, and she taught it to me when I in the craziest time of my life. You know, I had young children, work was bustling, and I think I we met at the coffee pot one day, and I was like, <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't think I have prayed a succinct prayer. I'm doing overseas interviews in the middle of the night. I like, I can't, I can't function, mm. and uh. And she grew up in a different era, you know, the Depression era, so simple, um, in a tiny town in Texas, had nothing. And um, and she said, oh, Amy, it just takes one good prayer a day. And, of course, my Church of Christ background, <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, no, that's not nearly enough working for God. <laughs> and, I, and she said... Um, I said, the one one prayer? Like, you pray one prayer a day? And she said, well, it's just the main prayer. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, just pray, Lord, lead me today to those that need me, to those I need and those that need me, and let something I do have eternal significance. And she said, "That's that'll take you a long way. And I just, 
So when you talk about that, like every, I've been praying that prayer 30 years now. And it's so funny because I'll be pumping gas at the gas, just at the tank, you yeah. know, and somebody will be pumping gas on the other tank. Yeah. And no kidding, that goes through my head. And I'll think, do I need them? <laughs> do they need me? But yeah, I've actually, yeah, it's just like having your antenna up that everything is a possibility, you know? So that that's you were living all that right there with, with those songs. You know, uh, I think one of the most important itches that we all have as human beings is, do I matter? Mm. Like, you know, I don't think everybody would say it like this, but I think there are days in everybody's life that they might say, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, would it make any difference? I did a, uh, a, a I did a best of Bev Shea uh, when, <laughs> on on his 99th birthday, and what a delight! I said, yes. Bev, you're 99. He said, yes. And if you turn it upside down, I'm 66. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh. but he and I love to get together and exchange lyrics of great hymns. I would do like uh, My Sin or The Bliss, you know, yeah. or, or the things of earth will dim and lose their value. If we'll recall, they're just borrowed for a while. And the things of earth that cause this heart to tremble, remembered there, will only bring a smile. But until then... My heart will go on singing until then with joy. And, and so then he'd quote back one, one from his Wesleyan background. But one that we brought up that I have not heard many contemporary writers address this subject. And it's what I call the subject of mattering. Do I matter? And it is an old song written, and he knew the writer. In fact, he said... Of course he did. Yeah, he said, Bill, did you ever meet the guy who wrote The Over Rugged Cross? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> is that crazy? But, but, but there is an important song on mattering uh, that, that goes, does the place, does the place you're called to labor seem so small and little known? It is great if God is in it, and he'll not forsake his own. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. Back to your mother-in-law's prayer that day. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown, and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. I love that song. And the vocal band... Wes sings that, little Wes go, little is much when God is in it. That's great. So I couldn't help but thinking of that on your mother-in-law's prayer. Lord, today, let something happen that I can make a difference in somebody else's life. That's an important one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're all connected. Gloria said there are only two prayers. Help me, Jesus, and thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, when I 
talked to Karina uh, just about the faith journey. I say two rules, one prayer. And I got that from a friend of mine that had a wild life and then had a, you know, a, a life-changing experience. I mean, he won't even tell me all the stories from his young life, but he was like, I should have been dead <laughs> yeah. many times. But he said, love God, love others. And really the crux of the Lord's prayers, forgive. It doesn't and, get um, any better than that. Making music, loving God, loving each other, making music yeah. with my friends, loving God, yep. loving each other. The story never ends. I love your song, Breath of Heaven. Mm. Uh, Thank you. Do you still sing that? I do. I sing it a little bit lower <laughs> Don't than we I all? used to. But, <laughs> gravity, yeah, but yes, nothing like gravity, is there? <laughs> Ooh, I know, I know. Vocally and everywhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that song. Um, you know, the music was written by Chris Eaton, yeah. my dear friend, and we've written a lot together. And um, and he let me rewrite the lyric. It was actually a completed song. Uh, it, and I don't even remember the original lyric, but I just, I, I just said, please, please let me rewrite this as a story song. Uh -huh. And so, and he said, yes. And so, um, but I love that chorus. It's just, a, it's a prayer that applies to everything. Yeah. And not just, um, uh, it was on a Christmas album, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but I, uh, there are some songs like that that need to be sung uh, the entire uh, year around. Yeah. 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 Years ago, I think it was like 2006, I had done a collection of essays that was published together as a book. Um, and... Anyway, I was there was a bookstore, maybe a Borders Books in Manhattan, and I was doing a kind of a Q and A. It wasn't musical, but it was just in kind of a side room in the Borders Bookstore. And I was asking, answering questions, telling additional stories, and there were three girls there, and they asked if I would sing that song, and I said, "Well, I'm." I have no accompaniment. And they said, well, we'll, we'll help. And I said, okay, and why this song? It, was, you know, it wasn't near Christmas time. And anyway, but they had been four sisters, and one had recently passed. Huh. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, yeah, we can sing this. And, you know, you don't even know who is in attendance at something like that. It's not big. You know, it was yeah. maybe 80 people. Yeah. And and on the other side of the glass doors, you know, it's just it's obviously like a conference room. It's no no fee to get in there, but just you know, part of the Borders book experience yeah. anyway. Um, but I started singing, and I mean, there must have been some important singers in really good choirs who were also there that knew that song and the bass was filled in and they started and all, they started filling. oh my god i've never heard anything like that it was so it was just like i get choked up even thinking about it but it was it meant so much to those sisters and we just sang the chorus over and over again a cappella 
Yes. Yeah, because and it was so rich and deep. And then the the manager of the Borders bookstore was like, what the? He said, I've never had anything like this happen. And that's where I love any, any kind of like, um, any experience that without going, we're about to have in a moment that feels completely surrounded by the presence of God. You don't even have to say that, but it's just it's it's the way that that faith and creativity create an environment. And when it happens, that can be a rare experience for for somebody that doesn't frequent those kind of experiences. And I mean, I've had I've had concert promoters be out at the soundboard going, "What's happening here? I I've never felt anything like this." Or or Somebody from a bookstore, and it's it's just to me. I just I have so much confidence in that kind of gathering affecting somebody's life, like making that somebody can experience going. There is so much more to daily life than than we're led to believe. You know, it's like, well, if you can be. If you can have this eyeliner or this organized closet or this, you know, we're just bombarded with sales all the time. But somebody gets a taste of living water, love, the presence of God, whether it's in a song or at a bookstore or just any show of compassion and kindness. And I think people just go, I want that. <laughs> what is that? You know. Carmen uh, had a song one time called, I Want Some of That. I yeah. Want Some of That. <laughs> yeah. And as Christians, yeah. I wish for all of us, I am with you so much on that. Gloria and I have spent our lives, and we've been criticized for it uh, because we, we haven't walked in the same... And and I've been criticized a lot for the humor stuff, you know. But it's, it it is what I am. But there is no compliment that 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 will get my motor running than an old truck driver coming up to me and not even look and doesn't hardly make eye contact. But he says, "You Bill Gaither," and and I say, "Yes, I am." Uh, I I watch you on I watch you on Saturday night. I said, "Well, thank you, I appreciate it." He said, "Now don't get me wrong, I love this." I know. <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? Now, I don't, do, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not religious or anything, to which I yeah. say, neither am I. And neither mm-hmm. it was the person, it's the person that we sing about. In fact, the religious people of the time killed him. <laughs> yeah. Because he wasn't, quote, unquote, religious. I love yeah. that compliment probably yeah. about as well as any cop. Because for that guy... He doesn't want to see it all. He doesn't want to see you perfect. He doesn't want to see it all dressed up. He doesn't. He doesn't want to see all. all. He just. He just wants to know. Do you love me? Yeah. Am I welcomed and, at the table? Yeah. 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 Am I welcome? Am I welcome at the table? We wrote a song one time. It said, "There's always a place at the table." And I had a friend who said, "Is there a place for a doubter at the table?" I said. Sure, Thomas, come right on in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a place for everybody, and I've and I've loved what you have stood for for so long for that reason. When I was a kid, 
our Sunday school class was downstairs in a basement, a little sup pump in the side, and there was a picture of Jesus with his arms like this. Yeah. That's a good image. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's open, you know. Yeah. And I believe that so much. Yeah, me too. Me too. And when, yep. and, and, and when he says, whosoever will, I mean anybody to that old truck driver. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, come on. I mean, the water's fine. Uh-huh. Come on in. But I yep. love your description because I've been there so many times when the guy say, hey, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We've been blessed, haven't we? To be we able to do been. what we love to do for this long. Yep. And and it's been a long-term ref, uh, friendship. Hey, 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 can I give you a joke for uh, for you to tell events? Because every time we're together, yes. I, I give him anything new that I've had. The I guy, would give you a joke from him, but most of his are not repeatable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. The guy's in Walmart with this cart full of Kleenex, toilet paper, cleaning supplies, and everything, and this woman sees it. And she's out, she's is outraged. She comes up to him shaking her finger. I can't believe you are hoarding during a time like this. And yells and calling him names for about three or four minutes or so. And when and she kind of wound down after all that. And the little guy looked at her and said, Are you finished? And she said, Yes, I am. He said, would you mind moving over a little? I got to stock this shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Biting the hand that feeds you. <laughs> Amy, you are a delight. And uh, oh. it's just, it's, it's always a joy to spend some time with you. And you've been very kind to give me, to give me this time. I know you got other things to do today, so go and be blessed. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great to see your face, Bill. I have known you and loved you a long time. Same here. And your family, too. Thanks. Same here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of More Than the Music. For details on the Gaither Vocal Band tour dates, the latest Gaither music releases, and much more, visit us online at gaither.com. This is Bill Gaither signing off until the next edition of More Than the Music. 